I want to tell you about a podcast you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP and it busts common myths about special education. As a parent myself of a child who's had an IEP since kindergarten and he's now a 10th grader, I know how confusing, overwhelming, frustrating, sometimes daunting the whole process can be. I checked out an episode of Understood Explains called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 Plans. And what I love about it is how easily Juliana explains everything. She answers common questions that probably every parent or caregiver has. She dispels myths and is concise and to the point. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains. And there's a direct link in the show notes if you need it. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast, episode 25. All links corresponding to this show can be found at yourkickasslife forward slash 25. This is the Your Kick-Ass Life Podcast with Andrea Owen, a no BS guide to self-help and badassery. Because ladies, let's face it, life's too short for it to not kick ass. And here's your host. The girl who serves it up straight with a side of crazy, Andrea Owen. Hey there, ass kickers. Welcome to another episode of the Your Kick-Ass Life podcast. I am your host, Andrea Owen, and as usual lately, I have a guest. So excited to have this amazing, beautiful woman on here. It's a colleague and friend of mine. Lori Fields of Real Beauty is, and I, I don't remember, Lori, how we found each other online. Was it, it was just like a, an internet thing, right? Facebook found I, us? I think Facebook found us. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I think we met on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> we both have daughters named Sydney and we connected and then I remember what happened. Remember? And then we were going to do a joint venture project together and then you got pregnant with Mason. Yeah. <laughs> What one of us is always pregnant, right? right. <laughs> we keep trading off. <laughs> <laughs> it's your turn. I know. I knew you were gonna say that. No, I, I am not. I'm done. Uh, but let me let me uh, introduce everyone to you that who is new to you and doesn't know you. Uh, Lori Fields is a licensed clinical social worker with a master's degree from NYU. She is a messenger of empowerment and a global cheerleader for women everywhere, cheering them on and helping them see possibilities of who they can be and what they can create with their life once they give themselves permission to be who they really are. Lori is fiercely passionate about redefining what real beauty means in our society, and she's determined to show every woman that she is most beautiful when she is her real self. Through her private practice writing and public speaking, Lori has provided thousands of women with the tools and motivation necessary to help women feel good about who they really are so they can live their most powerful, purpose-driven, and meaningful life. Well, amen to that, sister. I think that's why we found each other. Right? I think we have a little bit in common. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And just a, just a few weeks ago, I was um, interviewed by you, and we did a really, really great call on worthiness that had a little bit of technical difficulties. <laughs> so. <laughs> 
So if you're listening to this and you were there, we again apologize for that. So we're, we're going to kind of, uh, I don't know, maybe take it where we left off, talk about a few new things. We might have some repeats here, but I think that I wanted to have you on because I love I love listening to your sermons. You know, that's what I kind of call them. When you get up on your soapbox and start going, I'm like mesmerized myself. And, you know, I did, to be really transparent, I did some market research with my audience about a year ago. And what kept coming up um, over and over again, which kind of surprised me, are some some things that I'm going to ask you, Lori, and you and I can have a discussion around about, you know, things like life balance, things about trusting the universe and having patience and about worthiness. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned, you guys, um, you know, get comfortable, grab a cup of coffee, cup of tea and, um, you ready, Lori? I am ready. Bring it on. Bring it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm excited to hear what I'm going to say. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) That is confidence and self-love right there. I'm excited about what I'm going to say. I want to tweet that. Okay. <laughs> well, I, you know, and this is sort of a theme that has come up in my, um, I had a, a six month membership community and we were, our last topic in our sixth month was goals and dreams. And, you know, I always ask the, the, my community, like, what, what do you want to know specifically about this topic? And, and that's what they said, you know, how do we have patience for things that we want? How do we trust the universe? And I don't know, but I, we live in such an instant gratification world now. Uh, I, I, I often have trouble with this as well. And, you know, I get restless and, and things like that. So I'd love to know what you do to trust the universe and have patience for things that you want. Cause I know you're driven and ambitious. So tell us. Yeah, it's really hard. And I think that what comes up first for me is that, For me personally, what makes it so hard, and I'm sure that you have a very similar experience, is that having kids for me, like just being pregnant, first of all, and having very, very young children and and trying to run a business is sort of the ultimate test of, of patience and persistence. And so I think that's definitely one of the areas where I, I have felt personally that I would always sort of bang, like feel like I'm banging my head against the wall of this big question of I have so much that I want to accomplish. And, and I think that, um, once you, you know, I'll start by saying I, you know, I, I definitely have been on my own personal journey of, you know, of self-confidence and self-esteem and understanding my own story of, of the story I was telling myself of what I, what I didn't deserve. And I, I think that once you have fully woken up to really seeing clearly who it is you feel like you must be in the world and why you feel like you are here, it almost feels like this intense pressure of like, there's almost never going to be enough time to carry your message and to make the impact that you want to have because, and I'm sure you feel the same way. It feels like sometimes you have so much you want to say and offer and, and different ways in which you can see yourself serving that 
when you, to try to reconcile that amount of passion against the other very real responsibilities that I have and want of being a mom to three little kids and a wife and and running your business and, and trying to really have a business that feels like it's so representative of exactly, you know, who you want to be in the world. I mean, those, all four of those things are such major, um, major sort of energetic, um, I don't know, just, just things that, that you're here to do that this question, I think it's a constant for me reminder of that, you know, there's, there, there's enough time to do the things that you most want to do. And it's a wonderful, wonderful lesson in getting clear on exactly, I think it, it, being in this position really helps you eliminate distraction because you only have, I only have, a, like yourself, I only have a set amount of time in a day. Mm-hmm. And some of that is about the kids and some of that is about, you know, the house and some of that is about the husband, all this stuff that it's like when when you're focusing on your work, you ha- you have to have this kind of laser sharp focus and you have to trust. I mean, this is the big, I know this sort of gets back to what the, the actual question you asked, but you have to trust that where you are in relationship to yourself is exactly where you're supposed to be to learn what you most need to learn just today in order to evolve. If that's, if that's the journey you're on. And I think that you and I are speaking to the same kind of woman who's really interested in like, how do I elevate my level of consciousness? How do I live in this, you know, vibrational context that feels high to me, that feels like I'm, I'm, I'm in service all the time. I'm in practice all the time of really trying to understand myself better each and every day. It doesn't mean you're supposed to You need to be your best self every day, but it means you're trying to understand yourself every day because that's the place where you learn what you need to learn to, to achieve what you want to achieve with your life. And I think that, you know, when you, when you asked me this question by email and mentioned that we were going to talk about this, it, it just very quickly reminded me of that quote from, you know, Eckhart Tolle which is about life will give you whatever experience is most helpful right now for the evolution of your consciousness. So I think when you're up against like this pressure and this intensity of like, oh, I'm here, but I want to be 10 steps in front of where I really am, that I think so much about that too is when you're wishing to be somewhere where you're not, there's something bigger going on underneath that that's making you feel uncomfortable. And the lesson in order for your soul and spirit to evolve is to understand the lesson and not to try to be somewhere else. So it's such a ripe opportunity to say what is really going on, what's really happening inside my feelings and my thoughts and my spirit that I'm, re- I'm trying not to be where I actually am. I mean, it's sort of like this huge philosophical, I mean, you know, (laughs) I can't possibly, you know, I wouldn't have the audacity to think that I could like, 
you know, wisely answer this for everybody. But I just think that most, most of the things that are, that come up for us, any of our feelings and reactions to things, they obviously, they stem from a much deeper place of what's really going on about why we don't want to be in the moment that we're in right now. Mm, Yeah. That is, that is deep and philosophical. I love that. <laughs> I like the way you put it. Because <laughs> I'm over here like, how do we fix it? And you're like, yeah. you need to just be in it. <laughs> but, I think that's okay. but I think that's part of the process too, right? Because the other piece too is not only does it help you get clear in like maybe the deeper thing that it's bringing up, but I actually think it helps you get clear on your why, which is, mm-hmm. which is also I think of such equal importance is like, okay, I'm... I'm having this feeling like I want to accomplish something, you know, or achieve something that I, and I'm not there yet. So if you can sort of step outside that and go, well, what's my why? Why do I want that so bad? Why am I feeling like this? And I think that there's so much clarity around just stopping for a minute and saying, why do I even want this so bad? Because I think that when we take the time to be mindful of our whys, a lot of the times I think we find ourselves striving for things that we might not even really want anyways, or we might realize it doesn't have to take the shape that we're thinking it has to take. Right. So even just sitting in the exploration of that and you, you know, you saying like, Oh, I want to solve it. Like they're awesome. Like that's great. Like wouldn't that's like the first step of saying, okay, how do I solve this? What is, what is it I think I need to solve Mm -hmm. and what does solving it look like? And in asking those questions without being hard on yourself, that if you sit in those questions, that that does bring immense clarity of what's the purpose of the feeling that you're having. What is it all about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I love everything. I love every word of that a thousand percent. And I, the latest, the last thing that you mentioned about the why, and I think that's something so many of us forget, you know, I think so many people, you know, women listen to my podcast, they're, they're motivated by productivity and, mm-hmm. you know, we cross everything off our to-do list and, you know, and I'm guilty of this as well as, as a lot of times I find myself being validated inwardly by productivity and I forget about the why. And I'll tell you what, when I go back to that and, and remember that question, everything changes. And speaking of vibration, that really changes everything too, because, and I tell people this all the time when it comes to goals and dreams, drop the thing that you want for a minute and think about what is the feeling that you want to get on the other side? You know, why do you want that brand new car? Like, what do you think it's going to bring you name the feelings and emotions around it? And that blows people's minds because I'll repeat it. Like, it's never about the thing that you want. It's the thing that you're going to get from it. So like for me, you know, in, in writing my book, I, it, it was this thing that I wanted, but really what was behind it was I wanted to know that I had made an impact on people's lives. So like, I honestly, like I don't call my agent or my publisher to ask how many copies I've sold. Like that totally freaks me out. Like, and I, and I didn't a hundred percent enjoy the entire process of actually writing the book. I, 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 I like that I have written it. The process 
was stressful. Like, let's be honest. But yeah. when I get an email from somebody on the other side of the world telling me that she got my book and tells me her story of where she was and that she read this, that, and the other in my book and her life changed, like that makes up for two years of hell. Like, yeah. absolutely. Like, that's my why. And that brings me to tears. And that vibration changes everything. And so for me, that's a lesson for me that I need to really focus on that why because that changes everything. I probably yeah. would have had, uh, you know, a lesson learned for if I ever write another book to focus on that versus focus on, oh, my God, how am I going to finish this chapter? How am I going to finish this deadline? When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play, and we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. You get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. Yeah, that's that's a great way to, to trust the universe and have patience is to focus, keep focusing on your why. And, you know, when you fall off, get back on and keep focusing on it. And, and I think, too, Lori, don't you think that we in this culture, we don't spend enough time celebrating and being mindful of how far we've come and where we are <laughs> right now? <laughs> I, I mean, definitely. That's. Definitely. And I, I just want to piggyback on your why thing, because I feel like this point is so important and it's so valuable. And what the example you gave with your book is, is so good. And it, and it reminds me, uh, I was giving a talk to um, a company and it was about, you know, knowing your worth and how that plays out as an entrepreneur. And we were talking about some of the women were like, asking questions about, you know, making more money and being more productive. I think, I think talking about productivity and money as it relates to this, knowing your why and why you're doing something in your self-worth is there's so, it's such fertile ground for self-understanding. And we were talking about, okay, so how, you know, being productive every day and crossing things off your to-do list. And I'm not making the money. I'm not having the sales I want to have. And one of the exercises I gave them was about 
going back to the very beginning of why you said yes to what you said yes to. So for these women, it was about why they took this job, why they um, said yes to being their own entrepreneur in this very specific way. And And we got to the root of, so you said why, because ultimately what you craved in your life was financial freedom and flexibility to create the life you want on your own terms and to be able as a mom to have a flexible schedule to be there for your children. So those two issues are at the heart of your why, then everything you do comes from that place. And I think just that shift in mindset, the shift in perspective where you say, you know, I'm not, I'm not cold calling today. I am stepping into my place of why. I'm, I'm now running my business from a place of I am doing what I am doing because this is the way for me to have true financial freedom and flexibility all the time. And I love what I'm doing. And I think with you and your book, you nailed it. That it's like when you write your book, obviously it might not feel like this all the time. But when you write your book from your place of why and you think about impact and you think about your own story and why what you're doing matters to you so much, that that's, that's where this, I don't want to say it in like a salesy way, but that's, that's where the attraction is. That's why someone loves you because they see themselves in you. They get your why and they're hungry for feeling the way that you are, that you were feeling too, to even go on this journey. So I think everything is, is an attraction from your place of why you're doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why, you know, as, as far as like tools to do that, I could just name my own. And I have a bulletin board in my office where I keep, um, the thank you cards that my, my clients have written me. And I also have a folder, an email folder where I keep any kind of positive emails that I get from people. And, um, and I just pulled out my old vision board too. Like vision boards are a great way to remind you of Mm -hmm. your why, because those are visceral. Those are things that, you know, and it's a visual reminder of that. And, um, and I think too, it's important to take the, I mean, my, you should see my Google calendar. It's like, it's all color coded, you know, (laughs) yeah. Workout, clients, interviews, writing time, and all this stuff. But, and you know, I'm just reminded of this right now. Having this conversation, I used to put time in there where I would just take 20 or 30 minutes to have a spiritual conversation with what I call God. And I haven't done that in a while. I actually woke up really early this morning and was doing some reflective reading, which is important. But I think that it's things like that. It's like taking the time. And we might think like, oh, my God, I don't have time. Have you seen my email box? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I get it too. But as soon as I put – I find myself – like when I put pedal to the metal – and I am good at being productive. I don't need any help with that at all. I never ask God to help me be productive because I just, it's just in my bones. But the minute I put my head down and start getting so focused on what I need to do as far as creating and producing, it's, I get, I start to get disconnected from people. Like even my, my colleagues and relationships, I am like, nope, you know, like we need to get to work. And even with my kids and my husband, I'm like, get things in order. I come, I become like very, very left brained (laughs) and I leave no room for anything. And that just, that, that to me is just a distraction from love really like to put the, to bottom line it, it's a distraction from love Mm -hmm. and not, and not at all 
um, in alignment with my why. So mm-hmm. all that to say, take time for your own kind of spiritual practice, um, meditation, yoga, walking in nature, whatever it is that you do to connect to spirit, to connect to your yeah. source energy, higher power, whatever you want to call it. Well, I think what you're talking about too is connecting to like your your bigger why, which is why am I alive? Why mm-hmm. am I here? Right? Which yeah. is like, you know, we're not here just to run our businesses. We're here to do all the things that touch our lives and that are meaningful and important to us. So I think, you know, what you just brought up is is a really wonderful exercise of taking the time every day. And I love I love the idea of really looking at even your schedule or your to-do list. And, you know, I have my clients do this all the time. I call it sacred scheduling. Mm-hmm. And I have them, like, write out their their actual to-do list, their actual schedules, and one by one, seriously ask themselves, why am I doing this? Why did this make it onto my schedule? Why did I say yes to this? And to actually be able to even write it out for a week and take a look at it and go, is there, did I schedule any room for valuing myself? Did I schedule any room for doing the things that light me up or make me feel good or push me or that I'm curious about or, you know, looking like being able to look at your schedule and see, is that a real reflection of all the dimensions of you, of of what's important about who you are on a broader scale, like spectrum of what you're doing with your life? Mm-hmm. I love that. I love, I love sacred scheduling and I invite anyone that's listening to do that too. I, I even have to schedule in my workouts. Like I don't know any yeah. person that's as busy as us that, that just, I mean, back when I, before I had kids when I was in my twenties and I was single, I just like worked out whenever I wanted to, but now it, it has to be a part of my schedule and it yeah. is sacred. And that's what I call it. It's sacred. You know, same with yeah. date night with my husband. I can't, I can't not have it. We just, yeah, and I think now, like, I think I, I think in the past, I would I would probably listen to what we're saying and be like, that kind of sounds ridiculous. Like, why do you need to do that? And I feel like now it comes from this place of really realizing that the people that do that, that's how you create the life you want. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you that's that's the actual tools of making it happen. Absolutely. I think. It, Remember when you were in college, I don't know if you had this experience, but it makes me think of like being in college and how like I, you know, you always had like your schedule and you blocked out like, okay, I'm whatever row crew at this time. And I like have this class at this time and like things are color coded and, you know, hearing you talk about your schedule reminds me of like how I would map out like your college courses and Mm -hmm. like, you know, your weeks or whatever. And, And you have, I think, I think that if you this is a way to wake up in this moment for anybody who maybe hasn't done this exercise before. This is a way to actually get really present and aware of how you are spending your actual time and why you're saying yes to the things that you're saying yes to. And even beyond that, which is sort of the area that, you know, that is my specialty and that I could talk and talk for hours and hours on is about, you know, are you, after you're sort of looking at that schedule and how you're spending your time, if you're, if you're not looking at your time, if you're not looking at your life this way, then there's something deeper going on about a bigger message you're telling yourself about what do you really deserve to have the things in life that you're saying you want to have. 
Because if you really feel like you deserve them and you're worthy of them, and you really believe and you have that faith that you can get to where you want to go, you can be who you want to be, then why aren't you doing these things to really become aware of who, of who you're being and how you're using your time each day? Because this is, this is what it takes, you know, the, the strategies that you're sharing now that I'm sharing. This, this is sort of the practice and, and the hard work in many ways that it takes to really hold yourself accountable. But at the same time, it also gives you the power to begin shaping your life exactly the way you want it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. And so, and that's a perfect segue to the other topic I wanted to talk to you about are what are your, I know that that is your specialty is worthiness and that's what, you know, if all, if not all the majority of your clients come to you for. So mm-hmm. what are your favorite exercises for your clients on worthiness and, and where would someone, where would you have someone start who has just come to a place of, of the awareness that maybe she doesn't feel good enough or worthy and where would, where would she start? Oh, I know it's multi-layered and humongous. It's, it's, humongous. <laughs> it's humongous. And you know, I say this to my clients all the time. Like if I had some kind of magic formula where this was easy and simple, you know, God, I'd be a billionaire and it would mm-hmm. be so easy. And you know, the, the simple answer is, that it's that it's not easy, but that it it's a constant um, journey. That it it's a practice of first of all understanding how import how crucial this ingredient is of self worth, and I I think that's the first place is under wrapping your head around and your heart around that. Everything that's present in your life right now, everything you have today, your relationships, your relationship with yourself, material things, everything is a clear reflection about how you really feel about yourself and what you think that you deserve. And so in, you know, the places in your life where you might be feeling um, hemmed in or stuck or overwhelmed or frustrated I truly believe that underneath that emotion and that reaction is a much deeper story that many times we're not even conscious of. Sometimes it's not even as easy. Sometimes we say, no, but I know I deserve this. I do. I really do believe I deserve this. And maybe we're saying that, but maybe there's something else going on that we haven't really touched upon yet. I mean, there's many, you know, you said this yourself, there's many, many layers here at play of this story that we really do live in, in our everyday lives. And some of them we're not, we're not fully conscious of. So I think just understanding as step number one, that there is a bigger story going on and that if something isn't feeling right to you, if something is really feeling stuck and not, and not sort of in flow, that the place to begin thinking about is, hmm, I wonder if there is something else I might be telling myself in a place that maybe I'm not so aware of. And to start even just thinking in terms of your story of deserving And going back, because so much of this, and not to, you know, I know that I'm a social worker and I've done therapy before, like, you know, with my clients and been in it myself. And 
not to get into this whole, you know, kind of therapy mode, but a lot of what surfaces for us in our adult life is unresolved stuff. You know, I really do believe that whatever is not healed will just keep circling back mm-hmm. around and until we've until we've really understood what's going on. So if something keeps kind of biting you on the ass, it's kind of an indication that, hmm, maybe I need to look at this a little bit deeper. And there's probably stuff, you know, from childhood about what happened. And it for some of us, it could be something traumatic. For some of us, it could be just sort of this ongoing, um, you know, kind of story that we that we began to subscribe to about not being good enough or not being worthy enough or not being smart enough, not really deserving. Maybe it was something we saw happen to somebody else in our family. Whatever it is, there's always a deeper story about what we're really saying to ourselves. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. So I would say do whatever it takes and spend as much time. I mean, for me, it took, you know, I, you know, I, I'm pretty savvy when it comes to like, I spend my whole life, like, you know, looking at myself and self insight and, and wanting so bad, like committing to this journey of self understanding. And it can take years. It can take years to really get to the heart of it. But I think as you would probably, you know, share with your listeners that every Every penny you invest, every ounce of your time that you invest in really understanding what's going on for you, the payoff for that is immeasurable, you know, because it really does hold the potential to change everything about how you're living your life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I'm a huge <laughs> fan of therapy. I think that 
I just think it's so important. Family of origin issues, we all have them. Mm-hmm. Even, you know, and, and you, you said something really important too. You know, these, these issues could, could come from trauma. They could come from messages maybe that were underlying that, you know, maybe it wasn't something that was necessarily said in our family. Right. Just, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like maybe if it, if it's body image stuff, maybe you watched your mom weigh herself every single day with like a big sigh or, you know, or grimace at herself in the mirror up close looking like that can make a huge impact on a child or a teenager. So, and for me, I was listening to your story and, you know, I'm thinking about like my mom never had body image issues. Like she, she just, she always looked great. She was fit. She, you know, they, both of my parents, I had a, I had a great childhood free from trauma and abuse. I'm very blessed and grateful for it. For me, I was a victim, you know, for lack of a better word of our culture's messages. And I, you know, I, I, I bought into this, this message that, if we don't look and act a certain way, then we are unlovable. And I completely bought it hook, line, and sinker as a, as a young child. And back in the eighties, it wasn't as bad as it was now yeah. but as a child and a, <clears throat> and a young woman. And so, yeah, I think that I, I am a huge fan of therapy. I think that, you know, for me, one of the tools that I use is, and this might help someone who maybe is thinking about therapy or just starting out on this journey is, is think about the markers or mileposts that you've somehow created in your mind that you think once you get there, you'll be happy, you'll be lovable, you'll be fulfilled, you'll have your dream life. So it might be weight loss. It might be, you know, when I find the perfect partner, when I finally get pregnant, when I get promoted, um, you know, you know, when I have the best handbag collection, like, I don't know what it is. Like, is it material things? Is it your physical environment? You know, is it the house? Like what, what are these things that are on your list of wants that are holding you back from feeling worthy? So start there because Mm -hmm. once you look at that list, these are beliefs that you've created somewhere along the line that are your answers. And Lori and I will tell you that it's not really your answer. I just had a, a great conversation um, a couple weeks ago on the podcast with Jenny Perry, who was a woman that lost 60 pounds. And she thought that that was going to be it. And she got there and was thin and beautiful and realized like, hey, <laughs> damn it, this wasn't my answer. Like, what do you mean? So, you know, then her self-love journey finally started. So I think that might be a good place to start is, yeah. is think, what is your list? What is on your criteria list of, of worthiness? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's a great example. I can share another one that might be helpful too. I mean, I, I have a client who's one of her goals is to be national vice president of um, the company that she's working for. And she's so, so driven. And this means so much to her. And we've been doing a lot of work talking about what this really does mean to her and, and what that belief is about and where it came from. And as we're peeling back the layers of this, she's realizing that, you know, this is all coming from a place of really wanting to prove to her family that she is smart and that she can be a successful business person. 
Meanwhile, she has, you know, two little girls and she's in tears talking about how much she's traveling and missing her daughter's birthday and missing all of these really meaningful experiences that to her, in her mind are not more valuable than, you know, her business opportunity and her business goals. And it, you know, it takes a lot of time to talk this stuff out and to reconcile it and to make sense of it and, and to really, you know, in so many ways, it's like we're, you know, it's like you're redefining who you are now because we get stuck in this mindset and in this story. And, and until we really question it, and until we really want to be mindful of why we're living that way, you know, it's so easy to just not really pay attention and to just keep doing what we're doing. And then you wonder why you're not feeling so great or why your marriage isn't so great or why things are feeling off, you know, with your family. And, and, you know, this client of mine, we really have done so much work. She's gotten to the point where it's like, you know what? I wanted this so bad without even getting clear on why I really wanted it, that I've, I've missed out on things with my kids that I'll never be able to get back. And it's mind-blowing. I mean, it's kind of an epic, it was an epic moment of enlightenment for her because it really started to change how she valued using her time and how she has now shifted you know what, maybe she will be vice national vice president someday, and that'll be awesome. But I don't think anymore it will be at the sacrifice of also being the mom and being present in the way that she wants to with her family. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think, I don't know, I just think it's a good look. And I share this too, and what's coming up for me too, as I say this is, it's so important to honor what's right for you. And And there's so many, you know, there's so many ways to be who you want to be and live how you want to live. And I, I think, you know, we get stuck as women so often in the comparison trap, especially as moms too. I think, you know, when you're, when you're a mom, it kind of brings you back sometimes to like peer pressure and like junior high and high school (laughs) and the whole comparison thing. And it's so easy to look around and want to use that as a barometer of like, Oh, you know, look, look at what this, look at how Andrea lives her life. And that's what I want for me. And, you know, I just, I say this as like a cautionary moment of like your life journey is yours. It's nobody else's and nobody else has to, you know, live inside your head. And when you lay your head on the pillow at night and and when you come to the end of your life, the only thing that's going to matter to you is how you chose to use your time. And so, you know, I hope that this is a real moment for people of, of, you know, I just, I just want women so badly to value what they want and who they are and doing it their way and feeling like they are worthy of understanding, you know, what it is that they truly want, because it's from that place that you are of highest service to everyone around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you brought up a, a really good point <clears throat> about people's values. You were, you were talking about your client, and I, one of the very first things that I do when I work with a one-on-one client, and I teach in my classes, is is our values, and that's a, I know it's a big part of coaching. And yeah. and and it's interesting because probably career, you know, maybe in recognition and validation, maybe were some of her values, but 
probably not one of her top values. And that's, and like you were saying, it's not to say that that you know, getting that promotion and doing well at work and having a good work ethic isn't important, mm-hmm. but at what cost? And that's, I think, a huge struggle yeah. for working mothers. Well, and, and I think she didn't understand why it was important, which is, I think, what you're getting at, too. It's mm-hmm. like, it's okay. Like, that can be number one for anybody if you want it to be number one. But don't let it be number one without really owning it, without really understanding that that's truly what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I think it's a struggle. I mean, it is, it is for me too. And I'm sure it is for you too. It's like this, this business and the impact on the world and you know, whatever, if you're listening, like whatever, if you're a working mom, whatever it is that you do, it just, it's, it's, I, it's a, it's a lot to bite off (laughs) and, and really it's a, it's a struggle for me as well. And, you know, I'm facing, I'm looking at the summer and I'm like, I don't, I want to have the summer with my kids. I want to, I want to, I don't know. It's a struggle. I think a lot, but it's, I think it's so important to look at your values and, and name them and really look at whether they're being honored in your life or not, because if they're not, you know, what is it all for? What, then what are you doing? And it's easy to get caught up in that, you know, to get caught up in maybe what the values of your parents are or the values of your spouse or our culture, like what our culture deems us to be as women. And, and, you know, if you take a good hard look at it, it might just be a complete crock of shit to you. And it might not, somebody else's values are not yours. And I like what you said about owning it. Like, yes, that, and I always say what's important to you should be important to you, period. You should not have to justify it or explain it to anyone. It's yours. And I think what you're saying is making me, it's bringing up for me to this point of like also giving yourself a break, which I think so many women have such a hard time doing. And I know it's something that I come up against all the time too, is, is especially if you're a mom and, you know, and you're and you're running a business or you're working, whatever that, you know, you brought up this point of, I I just want to, you know, maybe I just want to spend the summer like with my kids and being fully immersed in that and not having to balance the 10 million things that I typically try, try to, you know, prioritize. And I think that if your heart is calling you to do something, and if you're having thoughts like that, then honor that, you know, and give yourself a break that like, this is your life. And when you get to the end, you don't get to go back and do this life, this exact lifetime again. Mm -hmm. And that if your heart is calling you to do something, even if it means saying no to, to this huge thing, like, you know, having this kind of impact in the world that, this is where the lar- where we started the conversation about the larger concept of, of faith and patience that like you're supposed to do, you're meant to do what feels right for you right now. And if that, and for me, that's me, that has meant putting on hold my business three, three times around to be pregnant and have kids. And, and probably there will be many more phases where I say, you know what, I just want to be there for them right now. And I don't want to, I don't want this time to pass by so fast where I look back and say, I wish I had done more with them. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, giving yourself a break and giving yourself permission to really listen to what it is you're longing for that there's and and trusting the universe that there's time that your path isn't supposed to look like anybody else's and when the time is right for you to do you know the other things that you are hungry to do and that you long for they will happen 
And so much of this is allowing your life to unfold in a way that, that has the right feeling for you. Amen, sister. <laughs> Word to your mother. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to wrap it up. We're about out of time. So can you tell everyone where they can find you and where the best where the best way is to to communicate with you? Is it Facebook, Twitter? What's your favorite? Yeah, my favorite is definitely Facebook. So the Real Beauty Is page on Facebook. I'm on there all the time. And the site is realbeautyis.com. And uh, the email is Lori, L-O-R-I, at realbeautyis.com. And until <laughs> next time, ass kickers, have a great week, and I will see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hey, you guys. Andrea Owen here swinging back by just to let you know real quick Amy Smith, my bestie and colleague, and I are offering a free video series coming up real soon. So I want you to go over to bringyourthing.com where you can sign up and get our free video series. No strings attached, just free content, talking about something really important. So head on over there, bringyourthing.com, and I will see you there. Bye-bye. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.